Good evening, everybody. You're welcome to Create or Die Trying with Sagai. Welcome on Instagram Live and you're welcome on Facebook Live. Thank you guys for tuning in again to another exciting time. We are on to something interesting today. You can already see, already see by the title we have for uh, today's particular episode. We're talking about the money, money, money. We're talking about, uh, yeah, investments actually, uh, not just the uh, plain money end of things. But let's go it in the normal way as we should. Uh, how was your weekend? How, how did it all go? I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. Me, I was in the office on Sunday. I mean, actually, well, at least I marked my kind of Sabbath on Saturday. So I guess it's still it's still okay. All right. Now, I have a special thanks to a friend of mine who dropped by sometime late last week. I think Friday or Thursday. Uh, Prince Ebony, a friend of mine from Yabatech, who's into fashion design in Oluode himself. Thanks a million, brother, for dropping by in the office last week. And those two shirts are so fantastic. I am going to be spotting them on this show coming next show. So you guys watch out for that. Uh, Prince Ebony is into that kind of thing, and he's, he's doing he's really great. He's doing his 20th anniversary celebration. So that is on. Now, lots of things are coming our way this year in the creative industry in Nigeria, particularly in the comic and animations industry. All right? I mean... The Baden Comic Con is nearly upon us. That's in August, I think. And then Lagos Comic Con is also getting out. It's right there. And then there's Comic Connect much later in the year, I think around November, and just about that same month. The Unicorn is looming large. It's going to happen. Like That's four major maxi events about comics and animation happening in Nigeria this the last quarter of the year, actually, it's going to be an awesome, like the best quarter of any year ever. All right. Um, Onye Kwe, um, a love, a love. I'm, I'm not getting that. I'm here for now. Okay, Onye Kwe, for now. Thanks for joining on Instagram. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody else on Facebook, Aisha, Tina, Jeff, Benitez, and best man, Jose Jumbo. Thanks for watching. All right. Wow. There's quite a lot going on in the industry in Nigeria and the creative industry particularly, and things are going to get way hotter. I'm actually speaking at three of those events. I think Ibadan Comic Con, the Lagos Comic Con, and Unicorn. It's going to be an awesome prayer. You guys watch out for that and keep uh, checking up on things as they go on. Now, today's topic is actually a, a rather touchy one for most creative because um, uh, as creative guys and girls, uh, we want money. That one is clear. We are the ones that know how to flinch the most, but we don't like talking about money. You know, we we oftentimes don't even want to talk to clients about it. We we wait at the last minute before we ask for the money for payment for our projects and things. And if money talks get a little bit touchy, we rather just end the project like that. So we don't really like talking about money. But I, with that there, I mean, how can we even talk about investments as as a goal in the process? So and we operate in the services uh, end of the industries. So. That tends to mean that there's no way we can do what we do without talking about money. Because service is great, hard work is good, and it works. However, if you want to serve people, you serve them better when you are better grounded. So it is important as creative people that we are uh, fully grounded in what we're doing. And that grounding is not about your creative skills or your knowledge about what you do in your creative business. It's about financial stability. Seriously, I, I think, I, I don't know about you guys, I know it's a struggle. Believe me, I, I, I know it's a bit of a struggle to balance that particular work life with your financial life. How many times, seriously, have you ever wondered, you know, you look at your, uh, uh, your bank alerts or your bank statement over a period of one year, and you know that quite a lot of money, like about $5 million has passed through your account. Yet your present bank balance says zero naira. 
And then you begin to wonder exactly what happened within that one year to all the money that you, you know you made the money. You can see the alerts. It's actually came in. You have the deposit slip for the checks. You have the photocopies of the checks. But somehow, you don't have the cash right now. All right? And how many times have you bought two high-end phones and then you find yourself using only one phone to do all your transactions, all your activities, and the other phone is just there. You can't give it away. You can't even sell it. It's just right there because you spent a lot of money to get it. You know, a lot of a lot of time as creative people, and I, I know this, I've experienced it uh, uh, personally, and I've experienced it with friends as well. You know, we buy things that um, that we don't really need. You know, we buy high-end laptops while living with an aunt that has four uh, preteen kids. You know, like you, this laptop that's going to get damaged long before it ends exactly how much you spent on buying it. All right, because we, we sometimes misplace our priorities and the things that we spend money on, you know, um, we, we, we buy things we don't need, we take breaks and vacations that we end up paying for long after the vacation is over. I'm sure that has happened to a lot of creative people out there. You just don't know where the money went, but you know you're making the money, and you know you make money tomorrow. But somehow, the money just seems to have this, um, uh, how do I call it, tourist uh, perception to you. It just comes in and it goes. It doesn't seem to stay. Now, while some may argue that this is actually a general uh, problem with everybody, I can tell you that as creative persons, because of our nuances as creative people, we actually experience this a lot more. And it brings out a lot more frustration from us. It uh, results in not getting more energy about what we do and producing more or basically depresses us when we are unable to create. Okay, now, uh, we, the truth is we earn money. As creatives, the, the opportunities, the, 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 the uh, ways in which we can earn money is almost limitless. You know, just one logo, just one poster commission, one campaign, one particular project somewhere, one movie direction, or one photographic job, or one DJing, or something, is enough for you to party for weeks. We know that. But then, then what? So you get that project done, it's done, it's over, the money's in. What happens next? All right? Now, how long before these projects and commissions actually end? Because at some point in your career, you will not be able to handle as many projects as you are handling presently. Think about it. How many comic books, animations, movies, projects, um, uh, photographic projects, recordings, any kind of things you think you can do in your specific work life? Realistically, how many before you are old? Or worse still, before you become old school? All right, no matter how good you are but constantly renewing your skill, you are not getting any younger. You're going to get old, and you will be referred to as the old guy still working on this project. How many of the projects you're handling right now can you realistically do in your work life? All right, you started when you were 18. Yes. How long before you are actually have to stop working? Do you ever think about retirement? Because if you don't retire, your body will retire at some point or the other. So that is a particular thought that should be at the back of everybody's mind once we're talking about our earning capacity as creative persons. Okay? Now, let's be honest about something. Having to deal with money sucks. All right, guys? I know when it comes to money, most creative people just lock themselves up in the studio, let the accountants worry about that. But it's like brushing your teeth. All right? It's like about going for checkups. It's about taking injections. It sucks, but we know it saves you a lot more expenses in the long run, in the future. So you do it anyway. All right? It's like brushing your teeth. You know, it, it probably doesn't, I mean, like the most boring thing you can put me do in a day. Just put something in your mouth and shake it up all day and spit it out and rinse water. It's boring. But you know you have to do that to save your, your, your visits, to save your visits to dentists, to the dentists in future. Okay? So you have to do it. All right? Now, the summary is this. 
everyone, every individual, no matter what area of creative endeavor or even general business that you're in, we all need to learn basic personal finance principles. All right, and it is most especially required for creative persons where um, discipline is often in short supply. All right, the, the thing that makes us creative often makes it impossible for us to be disciplined about the things that we do. And financial planning and financial uh, uh, secrets or, or handling require a high level of discipline. All right, now there are two ways to look at getting into investments. All right, uh, before we even do that, let's look at what investments really is specifically. All right, um, in general, to invest is to allocate money or sometimes other resources like time, skill, idea, concept, some even thoughts, all right, in the expectation of some benefits in the future, all right? For example, you can invest in durable goods, real estate, manufacturing, product development, research and development, and in financial assets, all right? We'll be focusing a little bit more on financial assets and certain other areas that we have mentioned just now. But let's get that definition for investments clear. It, it is to allocate money or other resources like time, skill, and idea in the expectation of some benefit in the future. All right, in the expectation of benefit in the future, it means planting something and waiting for it to grow. You're putting the corn in the sand right now in the hope that that corn with some nurturing and some attention will become a full ear of corn. All right, in the future. Okay, now with that clear, there are two ways you can get into investments. All right, uh, uh, first, this one is going to appeal to a lot more, a lot more of the creative people out there. Um, you can get an experienced professional to sort out your investment and manage it for you. All right, get somebody, a stockbroker, an investment manager, or a capital management company or something to manage your funds and invest in businesses for you for profit to you. All right. Or you can get some financial literacy yourself and get into the game by yourself. All right, so there are two ways to do that. You can get a professional to do it, or you yourself can get on board and learn the process and learn the trade of it, so to speak, and get into it yourself. Now, both of those two things would actually be required. One at the start point and the other at the end point of the game. To start, get some financial information. Know the basics, all right? Know enough to actually begin investments right now because um, it will prepare you for when you can actually get a professional to undo your business, as in your financial business. So uh, it is important whether you are going to get a financial a financial professional to handle your businesses, your finances or not. You, as a creative person, should get some financial education. All right. So know the basics. Know exactly what it takes to turn your money into money. Okay. So. Now, with that fully established, um, let's look at certain things. Learn your finance. Uh, learn about the various ways creative can get into investments, making money, and, and, and then not always needing money. You know, uh, the, the basic problem with creative is that we're always making money, but we're always needing money. It's like almost all the time, you never have quite enough to do the things you need to do, but you know that you're making money, all right? I mean, if there's any creative out there who have not experienced this, raise your hand. You know that you can make money. You know you're making money consistently but you always seem to be in need of money. You always need money to do something or the other, all right? That might be as a result of the fact that we are not letting our money do certain things for us. Most creatives are not financially literate, all right? That is not an insult. It is just the way things are. Most creatives are not financially literate. We believe in the value of our work, but really ever consider its value over time. Take that. We believe in the value of our work, but we really ever consider the value of that work over time. We believe in what we can do in the immediate and what it can generate for us in the immediate. And often, 
don't look at how it can be. Take a look back for those who are into the comic industry and who are into comic business. You can remember uh, creators who um, uh, created characters for companies way back and were paid for creating those characters. And then didn't for any, any, any reason consider the possibility that these characters would be alive long after they leave these companies, long after they leave the business to still be generating money for the people that they were created for. So it took quite a while for a lot of creators to begin to realize, look, it is better not to get paid upfront, but to invest yourself in that character. Keep, let that character be your investment in the company you're working with. And then as the character ends, you also end. All right. It took a while for people to realize that. But it's one of the things we're going to talk about as we list out the uh, various means and ways that a creative can actually invest their money and their skill and their time towards generating income for themselves. All right. There's Pistol on Facebook. You're waving. Thanks. I'm waving back. And then Jay Creative Studios. Thanks for joining in. I appreciate you. All right. Ha, call day. Hey, I don't want to see you. Thank you. Agami Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's go on with... Um, the various types of investments we have, okay? Um, the, the various forms, actually, I, I won't even call them types because we can't deal with this here because this is this is not a complete financial investment education class, all right? We're just looking at how creatives can get into investment. Now, there are various forms of investments. You have the short term, the medium term, and the medium term, and the long term investments, all right? This, uh, as their name suggests, short term investments will generate income for you over a short term while a medium-term investment will generally come for you maybe in a couple of months maybe in a year or two while a long-term investment might generate income for you for the rest of your life and beyond all right might be something your children and your children's children will be generating or uh, will getting income from all right now this um this particular uh, forms of investment are actually um uh comprised of two major or basic forms of uh, investments or income generation as we would like to classify them. Uh, we have the active income and then the passive income. Those are what makes up the short-term, medium-term, and long-term thing. Now, most creatives are completely involved in active income generation. This is the kind of income generation that requires your direct participation in the income generating process. That means if you stop doing what you are doing, you stop generating income. Likewise, like if you're, if you're a writer, the minute you don't write, you stop making money. If you're an artist, the minute you don't draw or paint or sculpt, you stop any money. A photographer, the minute you stop taking pictures, you stop any money. All right? That is active. It requires your active participation to get the money flowing. While passive income generation requires an initial effort, something at the beginning, okay? And then subsequently, little or zero effort is required from you in the income generation process. That means what you put at the beginning is what is required to get the income flowing. All right. Now, those things I mentioned earlier about the photographer, a writer, an artist, and everything, uh, they are also actually involved in the passive income generation area. Because as a writer, yes, if you stop writing, you make you stop making money. But what if you can write once and then that write-up continuously generates income for you? That is passive income. You have created something that is making money by itself. All right. So that is look at it in two ways. Presently, we are as we as creative persons are fully engrossed in active income generation. And that is what is burning us out. We are almost always on the way to burnout because there's always gonna be a lot of demand. Think about it this way. So it takes you a week to get one commission done. What if you have 10 commissions at a go? How will you be able to handle it? What happens the minute these 10 people require their project in the same one week, all right? And then it is you that has to do it, not anybody else. So. Now, with those thoughts in mind, it requires that you are able to put things in place, things on ground that will ensure that the more 
uh, businesses you can get does not require your direct participation. All right? Because if it requires direct participation, it constantly will limit you. One, it affects you negatively because it will reduce your creative ability. There's no doubt about it. Too much pressure and you're not able to do anything. You can't create when everybody's asking for their job to deliver to deliver at the same time. All right? So uh, we need to shift our mind from the active income generation to passive income generation as creative person. I think that's the first thing we need to address. Okay? We need to shift from the active to the passive. Now, before going to the options available uh, for creative persons and, and generally anybody who is interested in getting investments going, let's look at why creative don't learn about money or learn financial whatever and then also get into investment at all. All right? Let, it's important that we know why we don't do these things, okay, before um, we, we get into what we should be doing. First, we believe in our creativity. That's number one. One of the things that's stopping us from actually investing or learning more about money is that we believe in our creativity. That sounds like a positive statement, right? But it's actually a negative when you look at the way we operate it, okay? Because we believe that we can always earn the money, that the money is always going to be there. Hey, all I need to do is just one more logo. All I need to do is just call on this client and then they give me this commission and this will happen. All I need to do is just one more wedding photography. All I need is just one more movie, one more documentary, and my money is back, all right? We believe so much in our abilities to create that we don't believe in the need to plan the money we are earning. All right, so that is one thing. Number two, we are completely focused on today. Even though, as creative persons, we often see tomorrow before everybody else does. Isn't that funny? As creative persons, we are able to imagine what will become the trend in the next four years, the next two years, even the next two months. And that means we can actually begin to create for it now. But we don't even prepare for that tomorrow when it comes. You understand what I mean? It's like we are so focused on what we can create today that we're not thinking about what can happen to us tomorrow, that we don't see that, that part of us. Like we can see what happens to everybody else tomorrow, but we don't see what can happen to us tomorrow. It is a result of our first particular uh, statement there. We believe in our creativity, so we see it only today. We don't look at tomorrow. Number three, comfort or complacency. As creative persons, you know, you used to struggle, you have been learning your craft for a while, you have developed your skills, you know exactly what you want to do, you have been working hard to achieve it, and now some money is flowing, you know, clients are calling you left, right, and center, and you got your car, you know, you're living in this nice house and everything, and then everything looks okay. I mean, why plan your finances when you already have your finances, when you have your house taken care of, you know, just one job from a client and the rent is paid, you know, things don't need to be a hustle, you are comfortable, all right? Comfort is another reason why we don't even bother to learn about financial uh, uh, education and all that, okay? And then number four, responsibility, which is as a result of number two out, out there. You see, our focus on today is not solely because of our ability to create. Our focus on today is also responsibility that gets piled up on us. That is also is a result of the future we didn't see, all right? Somewhere along the line, we didn't realize that we're going to... Um, uh, be required to put in some more money for certain things. When you were in your parents' house, you were not thinking about NEPA bills and rent. You were even thinking about your own food. Now you're, you're in university, now you're living by yourself. Definitely rent is going to come in, security things are going to come in, uh, NEPA bills are going to come in, electricity bills are going to come in. Quite a lot of things are going to become your responsibility and you have got to attend to them. Now because you're attending to them, there is little or no time 
to plan how to let your money work. It's just a case of planning how to get the money to pay off those bills. So your responsibilities actually take over your immediate financial planning. So everything you plan is to take care of what is your present responsibility. Then number five, and this one is a matter of mentality, peer comparison, all right? We manage our funds not based on what is right, but what we see other creatives doing. So that guy who were in the same business is, uh, is riding a different car, a more expensive car than me, so I want to get a better car. Also, you know, clients are going to look at me differently. If and I goes into this client space, they're going to look more at his car than mine, and it's not going to let me get the job. So I've got to buy this. I've got to buy this laptop. I've got to start using tablets. You understand? Know I've got to buy this graphic tablet that costs more like, like three times my salary. All right? And then you don't know what to do with those things once you get them. Any creative out there, please uh, tell me you have not bought an equipment or bought something that you figure you, you ask yourself later, why did you buy it? Because you are not using it as much as you should. It doesn't appear to be something you actually need, all right? But you have bought it. Now you own it. Then you're on the big boys. You're carrying around your very expensive Mac laptop that you really work on because you're still doing most of your work on your old PC laptop, on your old Windows laptop, all right? So it's like, Pair comparison gets us into spending money unnecessarily, okay? Number six, the thrill of creating. Because we enjoy creating so much, we are ready to just jump into things without considering any other things beyond just the idea of creating. So we are ready to jump into a business, start it before learning anything about the business, before even planning the finances for the business. Make sure our business office look awesome, you know, glass walls and things, and then real wood tables and all of that. We put a lot of that up before thinking about, wait, if I spend 10 million and I to set up an office, how much am I gonna keep, how am I gonna spend to keep that office going? All right, because the money is immediately available, we get into it. Say, for instance, how many creative people out there are considering ways to reduce their electricity bills by switching from NEPA, from the electricity, from the, from the electricity company and the generators into inverters or solar inverters? All right, do you know how much you can save by investing in solar power? Or is that what I mean? So we are busy creating an office, buying the biggest generator. I once had a creative friend of mine that I, I wanted to start a business and was ready to put a lot of money into buying two big diesel generators to run each machines and then run the computers and the rest of the office. All right. Now, my advice to him was for half the price, he can set up a solar inverter to undo all other electricity needs in his office while he buys one big generator for his machinery, since those machines are only put on when production is required. Right. I mean, with that, in fact, by the time I gave him the, the calculation of it, he had saved almost immediately 700,000 Naira, all right? Now, that would have been great, right? Because if you have saved the 700,000 Naira to invest into the business or you put in other investments to generate more income for him, it was a bit of a sad thing for me when I found out that my guy just went ahead and bought the two generators anyways, all right? So presently now, he's running diesel on a daily basis, running into hundreds of thousands of Naira every month to fuel those generators, all right? That is not financially sound at all, all right? But it's almost as if, because we just want to create, we don't bother thinking about every other thing that we can do. Now, number seven, there's a fear of loss. Most creative people, as adventurers as we are, we are not risk takers in financial sense, all right? Like, um, we would prefer to actually go on a night out, you know, go watch a movie, go do something, buy something that you can really see and appreciate right now. 
than put that money in an investment that might have a little bit of uh, loss potential, that has a little bit of risk in it. Okay, so we actually have a fear of loss. All right, now risk tolerance from person to person differs, and it's important for you to understand how to improve on your risk tolerance because if you don't risk big, you don't win big. That's the fact of life. All right, or pricing equipment says, I have first time I bought an airbrush. Seriously, it's, sometimes a creative person you buy something and then you wonder how does it fit into your entire creative process at the end of the day. It becomes something you just bought, and you can the only claim you can lay to it is a. Hey, I bought the airbrush. Maybe I did one project with it, and that's that. All right. So I'm I'm glad that you you, you realize that it me. All right. Now, let's get something straight. As a person, I believe in the mantra that says work hard in helping others, and then the money will come. Sure, I still believe that, and it's something that always works. Help others in terms of service. Provide a service for people, and money will come to you. However, you'll be able to provide your services better. We will help a lot more people when you yourself are grounded. When you don't have to worry about some things and your finances and your, uh, your, your skills are grounded. Okay? So think about it. Yes, be interested in servicing, in creating a service that people will want and people will use, and then money will flow. But that money must not be a one-way process. It shouldn't be a service people get money and then service people get money, service people get money. That is a, a, a locked down cycle it should be a service will get money let the money get money get money get money get money all right then you can create another line where you service people and then you still get money get money get money so you can have four different people of uh, options for servicing or for providing a service for people and then each service gets you the money and each money gets you more money by the power of investment all right let's look at your reasons why you need to invest as a creative person and as a as anybody in any field of endeavor at all why do you need to invest security all right now i need you to look at this and then answer me sincerely how many times have you realized you feel almost immediately better when you realize that though you don't have any money in your pocket you know that you have some money somewhere that someone is holding for you or that is tied up in a particular project that is is accessible in a particular business or investment somewhere you know how many times is it that you know you feel kind of broke you can actually tell people hey, i don't have cash now i'm broke simply because you know you are secured that you have money you might not have cash right now but you have money okay security it makes you feel everything is okay you are secure. You know that should anything come up right now, you have 400,000 era, 100,000 era, 1 million era saved up somewhere, put up in an investment somewhere that you can access in the future that can help you take care of things for the future. You feel better about your rent when you know that you have an investment that's going to generate that rent. In, by the time your rent is due, the investment would have generated the profit and you pay your rent without issues. You can actually feel a lot more secure. Number two, um, reason to invest. You are not Wolverine. You are getting older. Okay, guys, <laughs> you are not made of adamantium. You are not going to last forever. You need to secure your old age. You are getting older. You only have so many years of productivity left in you before only your brain or your thoughts or what you have created prior can generate money for you. Okay, so your active income, your active participation, your income generation activities is going to come to an end whether you like it or not. All right, whether intentionally or unintentionally, it's going to come to an end. You are getting older. Think about that. Number three, 
future responsibilities. No matter what you're doing right now, no matter how much responsibility you think you have right now, some more responsibilities are coming your way. All right? You're going to get married. You're going to have kids. You're going to start a business. Those kids are going to go to school. And let me tell you, with each time, with each year of their school, things don't get cheaper. All right? Things only get more expensive over a period. Even if everything gets awesomely better in the economy, their school fees will rise higher from one level of schooling to the other. All right? Primary school is not suddenly going to become the same price as secondary school. And the university's uh, bills are not going to be exactly the same as secondary school. So things are going to be different. You are going to have, get more responsibilities. How prepared are you to handle those responsibilities right now? Okay? Number four. And this one is actually quite important for us as creative persons. Freedom to create. You create better when some things don't bother you. All right? Your mind can imagine things a lot more. You can process a lot more of the information you have gathered over the years when you are not bothered by anybody's call. You're not afraid to pick anybody's call because you know whatever it is that they're asking for, you've already secured how those things will be taken care of. All right? Your equipment, you know that your equipment is, is, is taken care of. You can always get a new one. Your rent is easy. The, the food you eat is by choice, not by availability. You know, as creative persons, we tend to eat because that's what we can afford right now. But when you know that you can eat whatever you want to eat, you're not bothered about what to eat. You know what they call a rich man's problem? Is this question. Oh, what am I going to eat today? You know, it's not how will I get money to eat. It's what am I going to eat today? That's the rich man's problem. Only somebody who has money to eat ask the question, what am I going to eat? Okay? Uh, investment gives you freedom to create. And that is the number one thing we need as creative persons. That freedom of mind to be able to focus on solving problems that are not immediately pressing down on our heads. All right? Okay. Number five, I think. Let me see. Is there a five in there? Let me check my notes. Number... Okay, that's about, that's about the greatest one right there. Uh, freedom to create. I think if you, didn't, if you don't need any other reason to invest, that one should be your primary and number one reason right there. It gives you freedom to create. Just take care of everything else and then focus on your creativity, on growing your creativity. Now, having multiple streams of income is a must for anybody or any creative at all looking to elongate their earning years. All right? You need to diversify where your money is coming from. Yes, you have active income right now, but you must diversify into a lot more of your passive income. Okay? And investments of various types and forms are the best ways to go about setting up your passive income generation. All right, guys? So, it's the only way to elongate your earning years. Long after you have stopped earning, you can still earn. Okay? Let's look at investment options for creative people in the passive and then semi-passive area, all right? And then we talk about one thing that I think we have mentioned a bit on the show before, uh, regarding owning a business versus running a business. You don't have to own a business to run it. Likewise, you don't have to run a business to own it, all right? Let's understand that with that mentality, it becomes easier to know where to put our money into. You don't have to own a business to run it, okay? And you don't have to run a business own it you can own a business and you don't have to report there in fact that is like the, the ultimate thing I, I know of friends of mine who worked in a company as staff and they got paid salary but they had businesses that were operating outside of their of that particular uh, salary payment so they while they are a subordinate in one company they are the ceo of another company somewhere and their income that they don't have to supervise they don't even need to be there you know, all they need to do is wait for the manager to bring them a report of how much they are earning in the month and exactly how much they are saving, how much salaries, and how much is coming to a gas pocket. End of story. Okay? Now, let's 
let your money earn money for you. Number one. Now, this first ones I'm going to mention are the general ones. I'm just going to mention them in passing. You can look at them. It depends on your risk tolerance level as an individual to determine whether you should get involved in these ones or not. All right. Now, buying shares in existing or startup business. Okay, now you can buy shares in a business already existing. We know a lot of them are out there in the stock market and the stock exchange. Um, there are, there are people, companies are, are doing IPOs, their initial public offers, and all that, asking people to come and buy shares in those businesses. While the dividends might not be something big immediately when you look at it now, buying those shares can exist in one or two ways. Some people buy shares for the long term, some buy shares for the short term. Whichever one you choose, learn your risk level, uh, your risk tolerance levels, and then work with that. It may require a lot more research and financial knowledge to actually get involved in that. And for this one, you might need to employ a professional to get that done. Likewise, stock trading, number two. This is just like uh, buying shares in companies, but only this time you just buy. You buy and sell shares in the company. There's the way the game is played, and only those who understand it fully can play that game well. But I can bet you that this, uh, this is a particular area that you can actually get a lot of income from. Okay, so look at stock trading. Only if you know it and are willing to get a stock broker involved, that's when you should get into stock trading. Now there's a little uh, less known money instrument that guarantees you a kind of interest on the funds you put into it on an annual basis. Treasury bills, that would be number three. As a creative person, you can get involved in treasury bills. Yes, it might require a large sum of money to start it, but once started, it can help secure some of your money into a long-term, one-year business that can actually generate you a good interest. And there's a plus for it. You can get your interest paid at the beginning of that particular investment. That means you don't have to wait for the investment to mature before you get the interest paid. The interest comes to you on the day you make that investment. All right? That's one of the things that makes treasury bills interesting. Learn more about these three things I've actually mentioned. Shares in an existing company, stock trading versus shares buying itself, and then treasury bills. Go learn about them. Google them up, read up about them, ask somebody who knows about this. You might be glad to get involved in any one of those three. All right? Now, number four. Now, you might not immediately look at this as uh, a form of investment, but let's look at it quickly, and then you tell me. Insurance. All right? You didn't see that one coming, eh? You know, Alan, how does insurance become an investment? Insurance, isn't insurance supposed to be something that protects you against losses? Uh, oh, sorry. If it protects you against losses, that means you're making something. There's something that you don't have to spend. You're not losing money. You're actually gaining money. So it's a form of investment. All right? Now, getting equipment is good investment. But what's your plan for those things if they get damaged? All right? Half of the time, there's a reason why you don't want to carry your laptop in your bag and walk around in a car or take a taxi at night or be somewhere in the street because you're afraid of what can happen to that particular equipment. That's your graphic tablet. That's your expensive laptop. That's your computer in your office. You're afraid of what can happen to all those things. And one of the things that causes the fear is you don't know what will happen if those things get damaged or get stolen. They are not insured. All right? Uh, let, let's be clear about certain things. A lot of people have gotten involved in things that could have been completely avoided if they had just gotten involved in insurance. For instance, people who own cars, when things happen like, uh, for instance, the fire accident that happened on the bridge near uh, Beggar there, and, uh, so something like that happened again, your very expensive car that you maybe haven't even finished paying for it, and your car is not insured. The last thing you want to do is leave that car and run. You want to find a way to get the car out of there because you want to save yourself and your car. 
But if your car were insured, for instance, you would not need to bother about the car. Like one man who was, uh, the story was all over the, all over the, uh, the internet about how, what he took was his phone and his car keys and his charger, and then he left the car and ran. All right. Now, with insurance, you know that that car will be returned. That car will be refunded to you. Your life would only be the reason um, the, 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 the car will get back to you. If you die with that car, there is no point. All right. Lots of people have gotten on the wrong side of thieves because they are trying to struggle with the property they are about to lose. All right. If you are insured, certain things would not be a problem and you can always get better because the car that comes to you will not come as old as the one you had before the incident. It will be a brand new car. You never have to spend money to buy another car once your car is insured. All right? Are, are, you, are you getting that? So there are a lot of things that that does for you, your car, your equipment, and the things, your properties generally. Your life is way more valuable than anything. And then with insurance, fear reduces, freeing up your mind to actually be able to think about the things you are creating. And then it's also a form of saving for the future. There are lots of insurance companies who even offer packages to save your money for something in the future, like saving for children's school fees. I am presently putting uh, my, 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 my children's school fees for university together in an insurance fund, all right? Or is it an assurance fund or something, all right? The idea is it's a form of saving for the future. It actually helps you put some money together for the future, get into insurance today. Now let's get into those areas that a lot more creative people are used to. Intellectual property, number five. Um, intellectual property requires you to actively create and promote characters, ideas, concepts, and stories that can spin out into brandable items or things that brands, individuals, and others can buy off you over time for the price. All right, that means you create something that is your own unique idea that everybody knows it's you that created and everybody likes it. And people are able to latch onto that particular idea or concept or character or design. And then over a period of time, people actually want to get involved with it or own it with you or buy it completely off you at a price. Now, that is one way. Your intellectual property remains yours. Whether people buy it off you or number two, I mean, after, after intellectual property, creative license all right intellectual property will lead you into creative license because it is one of the ways by which you can actually use your intellectual property the book you write today the story you create today the character you create today they are your intellectual property they are things that emanate from your own immediate thinking okay now one thing i should mention quickly once you create something that is original and unique to you find out how you can make sure that is copyrighted or trademarked so that you can lay claim fully to that creation before it begins to get out there, all right? Now, this will only lead to number six here, creative license, all right? Creating things that you can license to others to use for a period of time, all right? This can be stock photos or stock images, characters, ideas, uh, drawings, stories, all right? Things that you can actually create at once that people can license off you for a fee. They either pay you monthly or pay you in bulk and they go, we're going to use this your character uh, for, as our brand ambassador for the next 10 years, for the next five years, for the next one year, for the next two months. And this is how much we're going to pay you. Or we're going to use this your character on our water bottle, on our exercise books, and then we're going to pay you a percentage of that on a monthly basis or on an annual basis. Okay? So it's a creative license. The, 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 the character, the things you have created is still yours. You're only licensing to them for a period. And the beautiful thing about creative licenses is that it can change from person to person. Now, for instance, Fadalido, who knows Fadalido here? I mean, it's for those who grew up on the seven up years, 
Father Dido was created in a coffee shop by two women on a piece of tissue. All right, and then that character went on to become a brand ambassador for a variety of products all over the all over the world for several years. And it's I mean, Seven Up was the one we knew in Nigeria. I had to read up on Father Dido for a while and found out how many other companies had used that character that was created on a whim by two creatives out there, and then it became a character that companies wanted to use to sell their products. That's a creative license, and it has, it has been used to market several products because licenses change over a period of time. Okay, now, the number seven here, write a book. Okay, that, that sounds like, hey, I'm not a writer, I'm a creative person, I just, I just do this now. I mean, seriously guys, writing a book doesn't require you being a writer to put a book together. Okay, it has the initial stress of getting something out there, putting it together, and making it happen. Believe me, I've been trying to write two books for the last three years. I know that it can be a bit of a headache when you do that. Write a book, pick a topic, make it interesting, share your story about your creative processes or your experience as a creative person. Write about the industry you operate in. Anything, all right? Share your own ideas. Maybe just write on your experience as a creative person in a particular company or on a particular project. Share something of your experiences as a creative person, or of your knowledge as a creative person in your industry that you're operating, of an idea, of a story, of a concept that you think can happen for the future, or even what you think about society in general. All right? So write a book about that, and then perhaps you might end up creating the next Harry Potter series. Because here is the beautiful thing about writing a book. The initial stress is there of putting that book together, you know, making sure it sounds, getting people to read it, getting an editor to look through it and make sure it's working, packaging it well and all of that. But one book, well-written and accepted, can generate funds and income for you for the rest of your life and beyond your life. Your children will totally love you. I can, I can imagine how the um, Harry Potter uh, authors, the authors for uh, Game of Thrones and all these other wonderful books that have become hit movie series or that have become hit books on their own ground. All right? Your children will totally love you. And it comes with an opportunity to diversify. When you write a book, it doesn't necessarily just stay as a book. You have a book that can become uh, a TV series, a, a movie, or become comic books, or even get broken down into documentaries, or get turned into merchandise. Well, element books have been turned into merchandise, uh, merchandise for, 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 for quite some time. So, Writing a book is like putting your investment, and here's the wonderful thing about writing a book. It's one, possibly one of the, those investments that might not require you to even put money in it at all. What it requires from you is time. Remember we said something about investment being a, 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 an allocation of money and other resources towards expecting something for the future. So it will require your time, it will require an effort at the beginning, your active participation in getting that initial investment ready. And when that is done, it becomes a passive income for you, generating income for you over a period of time. Now, I'd like you to introduce you to this particular one, number eight here, merchandise partnership. All right, merchandise partnership. Now, as creative persons, there are lots of ideas we have out there. Uh, you just write a, a, a quip, create a meme, and then maybe there's one character you have been doodling for years, or you just created something, and all over that place. Maybe you don't have the, the um, the, the energy to actually begin to pursue what that character or that concept can come to, to begin to, to begin to place it on social media and push it and advertise it and create as many versions of it as possible or even get into production. Why not partner with people who produce merchandise, purely merchandise, and then put your creative outputs 
on their own products, they sell it and then give you a percentage of every sale made. All right? Now, you can look at websites like uh, our own uh, yanga.com, uh, spelled Y-A-N-G-A-H.com, uh, yanga.com, for, for T-shirts and other products related to the print media. And you can also look at people like Printivo, who have uh, uh, offers to produce things for companies, but they need content to produce those things. They need graphic design, they need illustrations, they need ideas, they need write-ups, they need patterns, they need textile options to put in there. There's even a website that offers uh, you a percentage for designing textile patterns, all right? If you're into textile design or even have a concept for designing the patterns for textile, you can actually sell them on this website, put it on this website. When people like those patterns, they can order for your own specific Ankara print on your own print patterns. And then you get paid per yard of every uh, yard of your textile material bought. You understand what I mean? So we need to look at that. Check into younger.com or uh, one of my favorite society6.com, www.society6.com. There's a reason why I'm listing these two websites out there, all these websites I'm talking about out there, because they have been able to generate income for me as a person, all right? And, and I'm, I'm constantly creating new things for them. All it requires from me is the same time it takes for me to generate one idea for a client. It's what I'm using to, to generate an idea that I will put on this merchandise website that can continuously generate income for me, not a one-off payment, but a payment that can continue over a period of time. And then who knows, one of those ideas on a merchandise might just become the next big thing. You never know until you try. Get into merchandise partnership, all right? Now, number nine, this one is more on the high end of things, all right? Just a quick mention, quite a lot of people have joined on the show. Well, I, I can't even begin to mention. Ah, uh, Mr. Esetari Ajikeme, thanks for tuning in. Tawa Goy, awesome. Oladele Samuel, John Nova, ah, Antikami, thanks for tuning in. And Chinwe Watse, thanks for tuning in. Thanks a lot. You for start on Instagram. And then Andy Precious, thanks for tuning in. I'm waving back at you as well. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's get into the number ninth one. This. Is a little bit different from everything we have talked about and gets more into a, a, a little bit more into the serious financial uh, investment end of things okay capital financing number nine capital financing capital financing now partnership um, with someone in a different field other than yours where you uh, uh, inject the fund to start up you and your partner work and your partner is the one that's in charge of getting the business to run is the one that actually putting the skills and then putting the management into that business and you both share whatever comes out of that business. It's a great way to own a business where you don't actually have to run it or work in that particular business. Capital financing has one benefit in that you can actually capital finance various businesses. For instance, it doesn't even need to be you as a person that does that. I can give you uh, instances immediately presently operating right now where at IC Studios, we have businesses that we are actually investing in. Businesses that have little to do with the kind of business that IC Studios as a company operates in. All right, These uh, businesses have uh, creators who have started their businesses on their own and they're actually making things with those businesses, but they need a little bit of financial uh, in injection to uh, uh, raise up the business, grow into a different direction, and make more money. So we finance those kind of um, uh, 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 diversification or their improvement, and then we get uh, returns from them on a monthly basis and on an annual basis. All right. Now those are the kind of things that can happen, and it doesn't have to be one particular business. It doesn't have to be. In fact, it shouldn't even be in the field that you presently operate in. 
because it will give you a conflict of interest and a mental uh, issue. Because if you have an idea for your present operating business and you're investing in another business that is exactly like yours, where when do you put which idea or where do you put which idea as in like you have an idea now that you know will make money you put it in the present one you're putting in or in the one you're investing in other than this one okay so it's best you invest or capital finance in a business that is not in your specific area of uh, of business so that way you own the business you co-own the business with someone who runs that business and you don't have to run it you just get regular updates or most importantly regular alerts all right which is more than calming guys i know out there this happens to me and i'm sure it happens to quite a lot of people when your phone blinks with sms you don't want to see dr you don't want to see debit you want to see cr debit only means money is going out credit means money just came in it somehow just puts your mind in a very good mood if you are unhappy before and then your phone rings and then cling, cling, a couple of hundred thousands just enter into your account as credit. I mean, seriously, it can only make you smile a little bit. Okay, at least you know that other things you want to do, that other school fees, that rent, that thing you want to buy, that equipment you're looking at buying, that um, car you need to polish up, the, the repairs you need to do on certain things, you know that investment income is going to take care of it when it comes in. We all like to receive a credit alert, not just alert credit alert, I beg. That is what we're working towards. That's what investment is all about, to ensure that your initial credit alert is not your last from that particular source. That credit alert can become subsequent alerts for you over a period of your life, and most importantly, beyond your life. You need to prepare for those times when you yourself will not be able to actively participate in your income generation process. Now, uh, in all, the key requirements for, from creative people is actually a shift in mindset from money-making machine to money and future planning machine. Stop thinking of yourself as a money-making machine. Machines break down. Do not tie yourself so much to your money-making. Instead, tie your money a lot more to your money-making. So shift your mind from, I can always make money to, Wow, this money may not always be there. Let my money make more money. Let's go and bring his brothers come. All right? Like your boss will say, that's a wolong The idea is money calls money. Get money to make money for you. You are going to need to get your mind dirty. Oh, sorry. I, I mean, to, to as in you're going to get your mind on money matters and calculations and planning. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> well, anyways, you're going to need to get your mind dirty. As a creative person, we know we don't want to dirty our mind with calculations or money matter but you're going to need to get your mind dirty i used to tell my students at orange academy that if you uh, became an artist to avoid calculations of mathematics you're in the wrong field you're on your own because it's not possible even on the regular creative end of things you are planning your billboards you are planning your signages you are planning your pages in a comic book or planning your write-up or your storybook and all of that it requires some level of calculations now we need to get a little bit more dirty and get into the numbers Calculate how much do you earn in a year? How much do you save in a year? How much should you invest in a year? And how much can that investment bring for you in a year? Because like it or not, you're going to need to invest. Battle all those things that actually might stop you from wanting to get into uh, investments and then begin to invest. Uh, uh, well enough, you should start small. Start safe and funny. Wow, I just remember this right now, and I need to share with you guys. Um, realize that 
the Nigerian economy, we have been talking about diversifying, diversifying for a while. People are shouting IT, people are shouting uh, oil and agriculture and all of that. But I can tell you straight out that there is great money to be made in real estate and agriculture, particularly agriculture. And a lot of companies in Nigeria right now are merging that real estate idea with agriculture in processes where you probably have heard them on radio, have seen their uh, flyers on the streets and all that, companies that offer you an opportunity to actually um, buy a plot of land. And while you wait for your money to come together to build on that land, they will farm on that land for you and pay you returns on whatever they farm on that land. Sounds like a win-win for everybody. I mean, it's like, it's, it's almost too good to believe, but it's true and it's happening right now. There are quite a lot of companies setting that up. I, uh, I myself uh, and my staff and IC Studios are presently putting our money in the agri sector of the Nigerian economy in one of those investments where buying property that is actually farm land property. That means anytime we're ready to build on those properties, we can actually get on them. But meanwhile, these uh, properties are actually earning money for us. All right, I am, uh, nobody's paying me to do advertisement here, so I'm not sure if I should mention some of those people that are doing that. But Google them up, um, uh, farm, Invest farming investment companies in Nigeria. Google that up. I'm sure some prominent names will come up and then check out what do the packages they offer. And they offer uh, packages in a variety of, um, of farming areas. I personally had wanted to be a farmer. You'll be surprised that at the beginning of IC Studios, one of the things we were supposed to get involved in was farming. Yes, it's completely far away from the entire creative set of things, but it was one of those things we were going to do. So for me, hearing about this kind of investment opportunities was a beautiful thing, and we were able to quickly get on board that. Seriously, I can't say how beautiful that is. You should find out about that and get involved in real estate as well. There are a lot of people selling land right now. They are good investments for the future. Some will argue about their, uh, their earning power, but it's a good way to actually lock down some money for the future because land can only get more expensive, not cheaper. So it's a good way to tie your investment down as well. Okay, so all in all, guys, you need to start planning for your future. You're not going to be this creative for the rest of your life. Somewhere along the line, you're going to have to retire. How many of us are actually thinking about retirement? Yes, we want to create, and retirement doesn't mean you stop creating. It just means you should stop actively earning your income and all your income should come as passive income at a period where whatever you write, whatever you create is not immediately tied to your ability to feed or take care of your immediate financial uh, needs. Okay, so get involved in setting up your financial future make sure it happens it's gonna uh, things are good probably gonna end automatically on instagram right now oh that's peace who says hello thank that's peace thanks for tuning in appreciate you and i7 studios joined on instagram as well thanks for tuning in guys you are appreciated sarcastic princely how are you doing bro thanks for tuning in i hope we have been able to share some things here that should get you into your investment drive immediately now uh, uh subsequently we might be taking some of the areas of investment here and exploring it uh, on the creative end particularly on intellectual property creative licensing and then merchandise partnership we might need to expand those for those who need to get into that, because that seems to be the immediate um, things that most creatives are trying to get involved, to create that one big thing that can multiply its income abilities for you. So we will be uh, breaking those down and talking about them uh, in, in, in several subsequent shows, okay? So we'll look out for that. 
All right, guys, thanks again for tuning in, and I completely appreciate you. And if you miss this show, I'm just tuning in right now, you can get to listen to, you can even get to watch the video on my page after the show is over, and you can get to listen to the podcast on anchor.fm by tomorrow morning. All our episodes are going to be on Anchor FM. We have been putting most of our episodes up there, so check them out, listen to them. You might learn a thing or two, and if you have something you want to share with everybody else, out there, please post in the comment section. Somebody might learn something from you. So, till I see you guys again next week, thanks a million for tuning in. Remember, in all that you do, you must always, always create or die trying.